Champions cast here on ZeldaDungeon.net. My name is Andy Spiteri, and I am joined by the returning, the triumphant, Allison Aletha. Al, how was your week at the Zelda Dungeon Marathon, and how you doing? It was wonderful. I had a really good time. We did some awesome work, and... I, like we raised a a crazy amount of money that we've never done almost before. almost fifteen G's yeah fifteen grand that's wow. insane like I'm used to us getting you know six seven eight thousand dollars you know which is always amazing yeah. but we just blew that out of the water and I don't know what happened I don't know if people were just saving up money during you know their time away or a time off or whatever but it really paid off and it was it I. I'm still speechless. Like it was really good and really cool. Um, yeah, just like a super, super great job. Uh, I, I wish I, I wish I would have been able to watch a little bit more than I, than I was able to. But every time that I was watching was was a bunch of fun. Um, yeah, just a really awesome job. Like people were very generous with with their with their money and with their time. So almost fifteen grand to games to grow so that's that is like absolutely incredible so congratulations to to everybody and actually i think that uh i was reading your post al i can't remember where you made it but i was reading your post and i thought that it was just like super well done about how like there's so much more that goes into the marathon than what you see on the camera yeah there really is like this this whole staff is more than anybody ever thinks about like there's so many people in the background that you don't know about um you know as a listener of the podcast a reader of the site or a viewer of the the guides whatever what have you you know there's so many people that work in the background and i feel like every one of those people have a part to play in the marathon too whether they're there or not you know we have tech people who throw this whole thing together it's so smooth and it works for an entire week i just think that's insane um, and then you've got the people that, you know, who aren't there, but they share it on social media. They're there rooting for you and all that kind of stuff. And it's wonderful. You have the people that are on staff who are keeping the website going while the ma- while a lot of like core contributors are at the marathon. So it's there's a lot of hands that go into it. And I, I feel like everyone should, you know, pat themselves on the back for the work that they do for the marathon, whether it's something super minuscule or not. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, totally. There, like, even uh, even for this podcast, there's there's so many people that help out behind the scenes, you know, via social media or sometimes editing or whatever. Like, for an event, the the caliber and the capacity of the marathon, a week long event, a twenty plus people coordinating schedules, wake twenty, you know, there's so much that goes in. So hats off to everybody for the great job and uh, a lot of like, I really enjoyed the. Um, the new like segments in this year's show. I thought that those were really fun. Like the, uh, like the trivia, I was having a blast watching. Yeah. Uh, that was, that was really fun. Name that Zelda tune, which, uh, <laughs> I don't know where they got that idea from, but yeah, that was, that was really fun. Uh, of course the puzzle is always a good time. I think, yeah. uh, just to listen to commentary. Lo- yeah. It was, a, it was a great time and it was a, another successful event and it's, it's going to be hard to beat this one, I think in, uh, in the next couple of years. So yeah, um, yeah, it was, it was cats off to everybody that was, uh, that was there and that participated, that watched, that donated. Awesome. 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 It's very wholesome. Like I have this very fuzzy feeling in my chest just from that week and everybody involved in everybody's donations to hit that massive number. It was, it was wonderful. Congratulations, everybody. 
Uh, well, you may have a fuzzy feeling in your chest, Allison, but you have a funny frog in your throat. Oh, no. I can hear it over here. Um, yeah. I'll just... <laughs> thank you. Thank you for toughing it out today <laughs> with us. As, as you guys can probably tell, Allison is uh, is feeling a little bit under the weather. We'd like to call it the marathon hangover. Yeah. And that is a very real thing because your entire sleep schedule is, is disrupted. You're, you're flying. You're catching airplanes. You're kind of sleeping in not only a bed that's not yours, but like literally just like anywhere that's available yeah you just crash in a bed just you know whatever is empty at the time but yeah you know you're doing a lot of things you're not used to especially after like the last year and a half that we had i kind of feel like my body was like what are germs these don't exist anymore (laughs) (laughs) and it kind of shut me down like right at the end of the marathon and my last day of traveling so yeah so excuse any sniffles or like sneezes or anything that you might hear it's just it's just the hangover it's fine yeah, well, this is going to be the sniffle show because I I was actually doing pretty good today, but I don't know what happened in the last hour. Maybe it's because we picked uh, Link the puppy up from doggy daycare oh. and he just came flooding in. But I I've started to get a little sniffly myself, so I I hope everyone enjoys this show. But there there might be a little uh, a little sniff sniffs going on here, <laughs> but uh, we'll we'll do our best here. Allison, um, we are going to definitively rank Skyward Sword. Uh, I guess technically just Skyward Sword. Let's not do specifically HD. Um, everybody knows the drill for the definitive rankings. We'll rank 10 different categories, uh, such as stories, such as art style, such as gameplay, dungeons, etc. We'll get there. We should address, um, I guess, an, an elephant. And, and I kind of addressed it last week. I did a little uh, intro to the solo show before we went to name that Zelda tune. But man, we got just decimated like just decimated the internet just beat us up for like seven solid days about the skyward sword handheld mode camera oh, control. oh yeah <laughs> yeah i i think like probably five minutes after the episode was released someone was like you know if you hold l you can you can change a camera and then somebody messaged me on twitter like you know if you hold l and then someone on discord is like hey you can hold l <laughs> someone instagram messaged me and was like dude just hold l Someone sent an email to my Zelda account and was like, hey, do you know if you hold L? And I was like, okay, I got it. I got it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, to be fair. We deserve that, we, I guess. We deserve it. But at the same time, the game had only been out for like 2.5 days. <laughs> yeah, and we'd only played it for about 2.5 hours. Yeah. And in our defense, so like every everyone else seemed to start in button-only mode, and you and I did not. And they do not tell you that if you start in, in motion controls and then go to button only mode. Yeah. So I just I wanna I wanna try and uh, defend ourselves a little bit <laughs> from that criticism, but no, we we deserve we that deserve criticism. It. <laughs> That's okay though. Um, well, let's uh, speaking of criticism, let's get going and uh, let's get started because I feel like we have a lot of ground to cover here with Skyward Sword. I feel like so many people have been playing this game for the first time, maybe the first time ever, or for the first time since it was released because they hated motion controls. So what better time to definitively, definitively rank Skyward Sword than right now? So Allison, uh, let's just, are you ready? Do you want to just jump right in here? Yeah, let's do it. I'm ready. I've been ready to definitively rank Skyward Sword my whole life. Or maybe just the last 10 years that it's been out. But... (laughs) But I'm ready for it. I was I was crushing it, by the way, in trivia when when Moss asked like year in year in day that or year month that Skyward Sword was released. I had like the exact day. Oh, 
I, I was I was killing nice. it. Nice. Um, I I I haven't watched the second trivia, but I've been really looking forward to it. Uh, cause I think I think I heard that there was a lot of questions I might have actually gotten right versus the first trivia where I only got like ten. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> Well, let's uh, let's start off with one of the most important aspects of any Zelda game, the world. And Allison, I'm giving the world a five out of five. And I can hear some people out there already screaming at the top of their lungs. Get used to it, buddy. <laughs> I love Skyward Sword, and the world is a big part of the reason why. I think that the sky and the Skyloft in particular is like such a charming, like it, it's such a it's such a charming island and and locale like. I had a smile on my on my face running around Skyloft and like seeing the people live their lives. Um, I, I just I love I love that world. I love the the Skyloft and the lofty pumpkin and like all the you know what I was playing it and I even don't even mind the sky that much to be honest. Like yeah, it's there's there could be a few more things in there, but like it's small and you can fly around quickly enough. I just I think that the world is so charming and like it just it feels like a functional town it, it it actually very much reminded me of clock town and that that world feels like a town that people live in and skyloft to me has the same thing and i and i thought that it was like just uh i i'm gonna keep on saying it but I, like i just had a smile on my face just like you know flying around and, and and going to all the different buildings and stuff like that um and then you have the the surface world and i again i know that there's only three areas but I feel like those three areas are like so developed and they're so like, there's so many layers to each three areas. I love fair and woods. Um, I think that again, it's just like, it's so charming. Uh, Lake Floria's is, is so pretty. And I like, I even like the swimming in, in tattoos and stuff. Um, the Elden volcano, I think is a very cool setting. And Lanayru desert is just like so cool. With, like the sand sea and all the time shift stones like that. I, I think that this is like such a strong aspect of Skyward Sword, and it's very, like, I just love the way that you keep coming back to, you know, these three different areas with, like, a new objective or a new spin or a new twist. It's very Metroid in that way, which I think I've said a couple times before, but I, I just, I feel like this game really does a great job with the surface world, and then just, like, the the life on the sky, man, it just makes me smile, and uh, I, was, I was just really, I was loving it. So this is a 5 out of 5 for me. Um, I don't really care that there's not a lot in the sky. That doesn't bring down anything for me. I I think that this is like a really strong aspect of the game. So yeah, I'm going fives. What about you, Al? Fair enough. Um, I feel like I feel like I wouldn't quite make it to a five just because I would give a world like Breath of the Wild or Majora's Mask a five, and I feel like Skyward Sword, while very very good, and I will defend it, isn't quite up to those like games par quite yet. So I'll, I'll say four out of five. I do uh, also really appreciate Skyloft and all the people there. Um, I think it's kind of fun when I was getting back into it and playing it more casually and talking to all the characters and kind of seeing who these characters were again, where I was like, where did these people even come from? Like, who has the children and where are Link's parents? Who are Groose's parents? And so I was like super curious about uh, more of that kind of stuff this time around and was kind of wondering, like, how do they live in this guy? Like, where do they get their food from? And it made me, like, think of that kind of stuff, and which is fun, instead of you're just, like, you know, ditzing around town and grabbing your potion from the bazaar and then jumping off the, the you know, skyloft to get down to the surface. It was kind of fun being able to, you know, think about these people again. 
And then, of course, you get to the surface and you have, it's like, like very beautiful colors, by the way. Just like, it's super vibrant down there. And, and mm. it makes me think of like Wind Waker HD with all the beautiful colors and scenery and stuff like that. And, um, so I was really appreciative of that. And the fact that each area is just so different. Um, I would have liked to see them. I know somebody mentioned that it would be so easy to connect them somehow in Endgame, like later later portions of the game. I, I think that would have been cool, but um, I'm totally okay with how they are. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of the desert uh, area, but I know a lot of people are, and I think it's also really? pretty cool that okay. the desert area has like a past history, so you can hit the time chip zone and see a completely different, you know, visual which is also very beautiful, even in, the, like, the SD version. So I think that the world overall is very well done. Uh, there's nothing, like, super outlandish or something that stands out to me that is glaringly bad. So <clears throat> I think overall it's very well done, and I would give it a four. All right, I, I can accept that. I, I, you know, uh, I might have, like, recency bias here because I, I rolled credits – like a week ago and i just like i put it down i had about 40 hours in and i was just like man this is like one of my favorite like video games not zelda games video games mm -hmm. i just think like everything about it was so charming just from, from like seeing other loft wings fly in the sky put a smile on my face and like i i really do love the um the time shift stones and how like they you know they they give a little bit of history to the world i i don't know if this would fall under story or or not but like i i love all like the different new races that you see like the ancient robots and the perellas and the magmas like i just i it, it adds such like a charm to to the world for me and like that that really just carries the day i think i would have actually like i would have liked all the the worlds to connect in some kind of way and i know that we've been griping about not being able to warp uh between birdstones which i i think that's i think that's legitimate but yeah the the world to me is like such a strong aspect of this game and man it just it really sets the tone and like you were kind of getting into it but i think that that bleeds over into the art style as well so i gave a long-winded answer first al i'll let you go first here for the art style okay i would definitely give the art style a five like there's no holding back with this one um i think when you're coming off of a off of games like twilight princess and wind waker you're kind of coming back into this era that isn't very like cartoony or isn't like super mature serious looking like more realistic looking it's kind of in a, like a happy middle and i think it was really really like well done the colors are beautiful it's vibrant it catches your eye you know all these different things when you're in the different areas um sorry <laughs> I, um like the uh forest area when you see the colorful little mushrooms popping out and the even the enemies just look so colorful and they really pop against the background um and then you have like the desert which it like when you sometimes when you have a desert area in video games you're like okay sam but this like looked like a legit desert that you wanted like you'd be dying of heat you know and that sort of thing the enemies there also like pop up against the background and are super interesting and uh, their details are just phenomenal and then of course you hit a time shift stone and everything is just like 10 times more colorful and technological and I just think it's wonderful um, another thing that I wanted to point out um, that kind of is like a mesh of world and art style especially in the HD version is the like Thunderhead the Thunderhead cloud 
in the HD version, it's like legit raining in there. I don't I don't even think I remember there being rain in the standard edition version of the game. So it looked like you were going through a torrential storm, which I thought was super immersive and awesome. And then, of course, when you save Levias, it's like kind of sunny now and not torrential rain. So yeah. overall, I just think the details that they put into the game, whether it's in the standard definition or the you know high definition, are just absolutely gorgeous and totally deserves a 5 out of 5. Yep, I'm with you. I'm giving it a 5. I think that... This this is like the opposite of everything I don't like about Twilight Princess. This game is colorful. This game is vibrant. This game is alive. It's like it it's just so it like radiates color and positivity and happiness when you look at it. All the characters I think look spectacular and they they're they're almost similar to Twilight Princess in that like these characters are also exaggerated uh, characters, but like in a, I don't even know, in a nice looking way and not like a deformed Tim Burton-esque way, like in Twilight Princess. Um, it, this game, the characters I think all look very cool. There's very cool designs for the different races and stuff like that, which help. But I just, I think that they, they all look really nice. Some people I know don't like the... Um, like the facial designs of like Link or Zelda or Groose or anything. I think that like before Breath of the Wild came out, like this was my definitive, like I wish every Zelda game could look like this. Cause I, I just thought that it looked so good. And it, of course it looks even better in HD. Um, and then, yeah, you talk about the world, like Farron just looks alive and vibrant and popping and all the little birds that are, that are walking around and the mushrooms, like you said, um, in the Lanayru, like my goodness, like when you're on the sand sea or you're in the boat and you have the time shift stone and it's like flawlessly and seamlessly blending like previous generations with the new uh sand desert area. It's like it's just it's so impressive. It looks so good. Um this is like I, I just think that this is like such a, a great looking Zelda game. There's parts of it that just look like they're right out of a painting. There are parts of it that are, like, intense, and uh, as they should be, like, the final fight with Demise, I thought, looked, like, so awesome, like, especially when he's got, like, the thunder coming down, or the lightning coming down around him. That was spectacular. Um, this, this is, like, really, and HD obviously helped it so much, but this is, like, really one of my my favorite art styles in Zelda. I, I think that I would say Breath of the Wild just beats it out slightly, because it's a slightly more realistic approach, but, man, this... This is, like, really awesome. I thought that uh, all the characters looked really great. And I just think that the world looks so nice. And, like, I said it on our Skyward Sword uh, HD review. But, like, man, you, you just go to Skyloft and you look in the sky. You see the clouds. You see the loft wings flying around. It's, like, this game is beautiful. It looks like a moving painting. And it it's so impressive. And, man, I just, like, I just think that this game looks so good. And the artistic... Nintendo has always been very good at, like picking an artistic direction for their games that kind of covers up any like technical limitations and this is no different this looks spectacular i think it's it's not photorealistic and i think it's much better for that but yeah this is uh this is just a, a gorgeous gorgeous game and, and hd makes it so 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 much better so yeah this is another five for me yeah it's actually kind of funny that you mentioned like that the HD makes it so much better. When we were playing this at the marathon, um, we had the two screens. We had the game we were playing on and then the stream up on the big TV. 
so that we could see like what was happening on the stream. So some people would keep looking at the stream and it was slightly delayed or whatever and they would be like, yeah, this game's great. And then they'd look at the regular TV that they were playing on and they're like, it's so weird having so many frames and having this game look so much better and more smooth. Because they were like, I yeah. feel like sometimes I have to go back to the stream TV because this doesn't quite look right. It just looks too good. <laughs> I was like, yeah, it really does. The, the frame rate was like really significantly helped the art and the world. Yeah, and we kind of talked about this in our review, but like um, the, the the time shift stone yeah. segments, it just those ones just like just stood out to me every single time because I remember it being like kind of clunky, a little, a little bit slow to catch up. Yeah. A little laggy, yeah, when you were walking around with the with the time shift stone or whatever and like it that didn't really um that didn't really bother me so much, but I, I just think that it was like very flawless and you noticed it um a lot. Like it, for me it was just like, man, this is crisp, this is smooth, this is really nice. And actually it's funny that you bring up um when we were in uh um oh god, the name is escaping me, the the thunderdome or whatever it is it's not the thunderdome but you know what i'm talking yeah. about um that that looked really awesome too when you when you first came in like it had the rain clouds and there was all this stuff going on i was like man this looks like this looks like very much like very good i guess for lack of a better word because i remember like when you went in there before and in, in the regular skyward sword it was like yeah oh, this area is kind of a, a little bit bland and like this is too twilight princess for me and uh the, i think that they fixed it and made it look a little bit more lively in this version so yeah, I think that they did a great job. Um, if we're going to throw, I guess, like, if we're going to say this is art style slash graphics slash, uh, you know, all the stuff that, that you do to make graphics run well and all the teraflops and blibbly bloops and stuff, um, they also did a really great job doing that because this game runs super, super awesome. Obviously, we're talking about the HD version here, but it just, yeah, it looks very impressive. Yes, 100% agree. Uh, well, I think that we can probably both agree on the next one here, Allison. I'm going to give my third straight five in a row. That's right. 15 out of 15 so far for Skyward Sword. The story is a five. I think that this is easily the best story in the Legend of Zelda series. Would you agree? Yes, 100%. I would also give this a five out of five. Yeah, I, I figured that you probably would. And like, man, this this game... Like let let's talk about the let's talk about some of the characters here just for a quick second here. I don't think that any game in the series, save for like maybe maybe Breath of the Wild with their version of Link and Zelda, I don't think any game in the series has established such a a deep connection um, or a deep like relationship from the player as Skyward Sword does with Zelda and as with Link and particularly the two of them in their like journey to be together like I don't know if it's because Zelda is just so sweet in this game I don't know if it's because it's like the scenes that you see her in where she's playing the harp and like I, I don't know what it is but man they just they do such a, a phenomenal job of like making you care about Zelda instantly and immediately and you know I like I, I'm not, I'm not a big like uh, romantic dude or anything, but like I'm like man, I I want these guys to get together and like have little <laughs> little Hylian babies on on the surface, you know. After this game is done, like I'm rooting for these guys, you know, yeah. like. Um, and then I think that connection is what really fuels the game, and the game does such a good job of that. It has such a 
a amazing supporting cast uh, around it. I mean, Groose is is one of the the greatest characters I think in the series. He's like he's such a good he's such a good part of this story. It would have been easy just to kind of I don't know make him like a stereotypical not bad guy but just like jerk. But like his character arc is one that that really takes him from from he's like the reverse Gaston in this movie, and I think that meme has gone around a lot. But man, it fits. Um, he, he might have the best character arc of anyone in the series. I think Impa is really awesome in this series, um, or in this game. I think that, uh, man, Girahim is just such a, such a menacing villain. And this game also offers you, like, really awesome and really important details about, like, what happens in the past and, and sets a foundation for the Zelda series. Like, we learned about Hylia and the, and the war that took place. And by the way... If we ever get a uh, like a third Hyrule Warriors game, tell me that that shouldn't p- take place with like the Hylian War with like Hylian demise. Like, would that would that be awesome? Um, yeah, I mean, it would be. Uh, it would definitely be interesting and a good like art style to go off of for another Hyrule Warriors game. It would be interesting to see if Nintendo took like the comic, uh, um, or manga or whatever it's called idea out of Hyrule Historia that was written about the you know the chosen hero and Hylia. And uh, kind of go off of that. I, you know, I'm never too sure about the comics if they're technically canon or not because they aren't necessarily created are. by Nintendo. But it would be cool if they like kind of went off of that story. Um, yeah. So like, man, you talk about great world building there. Um, there's so many good scenes. And then I'm going to I'm gonna put some some spoiler alerts on for anybody listening to this that has somehow not finished the game yet. But like. I remember 10 years ago, this scene breaking my heart, and it did the exact same thing when I played it. That that scene where Zelda puts herself to sleep in the past, and, like, she's kind of Hylia, but she's kind of not, and, like, man, she calls him Sleepyhead, and I was like, oh, my God. I was just, like, I was almost sobbing. And then, like, the ending with, with Fee and her, you know, growing as a quote-unquote person and thanking Link is just, it's such such good stuff such great writing um i i love the story i could probably just ramble on forever I'll, I'll turn it over to you but yeah this is an easy five easy five yeah definitely the best story of the entire series i'm also not a major shipper when it comes to the legend of zelda i'm usually okay with um with nintendo's basic idea on the fact you know you just kind of you like what you like and we're not going to infer anything, but they definitely infer towards Zelda and Link in this game. And I'm okay with it. Like I'm 100% on board with it. They have, you know, they grew up together and they're best friends. And I just, that's something that I've always really wanted with the Zelda series. And, um, you know, it's not just like the, the chosen hero learns about the princess meets her for five seconds and then saves her at the end of the game. There's a really actual connection here, and I think that makes it all the more, you know, compelling of a story and for a reason for Link to, like, take up this role. Um, And then the story itself is very deep. Like, when you actually get in and pay attention to it, I feel like it's it runs so deep. The fact that Hylia planned this, you know, put all these obstacles for Link to overcome so that he would become the true hero, he would get power, wisdom, and courage... And, you know, reincarnating herself in a in a mortal form. And the fact that in that cutscene where she seals herself away, 
she both as Zelda and Hylia says I used you like I used both of you I knew you would come after Zelda and I just think that makes it all the more like that's deep stuff you know what I mean like it's really cool when even the 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 all-powerful being is like yeah I used humans to get my way because even if it's for the greater good I still use humans to get my way I just think that's really cool um it's heartfelt, you know, you feel all the major emotions when you're when you're playing this game. Girahim is a very uh, compelling, intriguing, menacing character, and it makes you, uh, it makes you really like a villain. I always love, like, stories that make me like a villain. Even though I know they're gonna, you know, not make it in the end, I still really love Girahim. And so, overall, the overarching story with all the different characters that get involved... Um, Scrapper and, uh... <laughs> oh, Scrapper is so good, but yeah. I can't believe I forgot to, to shout out my Scrapper, man, Scrapper. Master, God, he's, Master Short He is Pants. so good, like, <laughs> Master Short Pants, let me show you what a real hero looks like, because he's carrying a big tub of and water. This guy is awesome. Everything. Um, P- what's her name? Beatrice or something? She- Beatrice, at the item yeah, check girl. Yeah, she's oh. so funny. She's just like... Do you, are you coming here because you want to see me? Like, why do you keep coming here? And then she winds up falling for Link, and that's adorable. And then her dad's over here, you know, in his old night gear, chopping bamboo. Like, my daughter's falling in love with somebody. So not only do they have the main story, but they have all these little side characters. And oh, so it's good. so good. Like, how can you not love something like that? I, I feel like maybe Majora's Mask is a close second with uh, story just because they do a better job with the NPC involvement. But I think because Skyward Sword has the major superb main story that is just slightly better. So five out of five for me, 100%. Yeah, you know, I actually, I don't know that there is a close second, to be honest. I I think that the closest second for me would be Breath of the Wild because Breath of the Wild has great characters, but then the story itself is kind of a mess. Um... Maybe maybe Majora's Mask. I I don't know, but I I think that Skyward Sword is like kind of heads and heads and tails above every every other entry in the series. But yeah, so so much good stuff. That scene where Zelda is just like going in between herself and Hylia is such a such a powerful scene. It's such a good scene. Um, and you know what? You mentioned you mentioned Girahim. I don't know if this is intentional or not, but man, at the end of the game, like you almost feel bad yes. for him. His demise just throws him aside yeah. like a piece of trash it's it like was upsetting wow yeah because and i mean if they can if they can get you to feel sympathy for Girahim after everything that he's done to you like they're doing something right so yeah this it's just such a such a triumphant story it's it's so good um i almost easy um, five. i, I want to harp on that for a second i almost feel like that's the reason demise loses because Link forms such an attachment to, like, something that's just supposed to be an item to him. A weapon. You know, Hylia created this being, quote-unquote, to be in the sword. And Link develops a relationship with her. Whereas Demise, you know, Gearheim's going out of his way, risking his life to do this ritual to raise his master. Demise doesn't give two Fs about that. You know what I mean? Like, he just rips out his sword and that has gone. Dead. You know what I mean? And I feel like that's the reason why Gear, uh, Demise loses. Because he has no, he has no, f- like, feeling for anything else but his own ambition. Whereas Link, he did it to save Zelda. He befriended a robot, basically. He had 
empathy in his heart for Groose, who bullied him his whole life. That's why Link is the hero. You know what I mean? That's just yep. more good storytelling right there. Yep, and and Demise, too. What an interesting character that is. Really maximizes, like, very minimal screen time. Really? But, like, yeah. just uh, not, like, not really what you'd expect. You're kind of used to, like, the cackling villain, like, I'm going to rule the world and blah, blah, blah. And, like, he is, he is kind of that in a way. But, like, in another way, he's just like, I'm impressed by you, human. Like, no one's ever stood up to me. Let's, you know, meet me if you want to fight. And if not, then, like enjoy your final days or he almost has like that thanos vibe to him yeah yeah it's very very cool stuff um well let's let's keep it moving here because we could probably talk about the story (laughs) a lot let's get to pacing and progression and i i don't know i'm gonna uh i'm gonna make some heads explode here and i'm gonna give this a four so not a five but a four and i realize that a lot of people absolutely hate the pacing of skyward sword but I'm going to tell you what I know. What I know is I was at the first dungeon within like less than two hours when I started playing this game. I know that I was always doing something fun. So I went to, I went from Skyloft to Farron. I explored Farron and then I went to Skyview Temple. I did the temple. I went back to Skyloft and then I went down to Elden and I was doing something fun there. And then I went to the next dungeon and then I did the next thing and the next thing. And like, I feel like you're always doing something that is fun. Now I'm not going to give it a five because I think I can admit that the the second in prison fight, I think we probably could have done without that. Um, and I will say this is where it kind of gets contentious to me because you mentioned the song of the hero a lot, Allison. I do think that there is a, like, a there's obviously a big gap in time in between when you do the Fire Sanctuary and the final dungeon, but, I mean, the the final dungeon, like, that's really, like, that's like your Hyrule Castle, like, that's your final, that's your final dungeon, so, for me, it's not really a big deal that there is a little bit of a break in between there, and, like I said, I feel like you're doing fun stuff when you're doing that, like, when you get captured at Elden Volcano, or when you, even, like, even the Tadtones, I thought, was pretty fun, so... I, I don't ever feel like I was just like, oh, this is a slog to do. Like, I don't really enjoy this. The only time I kind of was feeling that way is when I was fighting the Imprisoned for the second time. So the second time I was just like, ugh, I, I wish I could just like skip over this. But if I'm basing my pacing and progression on that, then I never really felt like that. Um, I will say that the pacing of the game in terms of like not being able to warp, not being able to fast travel... Um, that I lumped more so into the gameplay side of things for not having those options. So I'll, I'll touch on that in a little bit. But I think as far as like the actual events of the game, I always have like a fun time with pretty much everything that I'm doing. So I know that there's some people out there that are like throwing up in their mouth listening to me give <laughs> Skyward Swords pacing and progression a four, but I don't care. <laughs> That's fair enough. Um, I would give pacing and progression a three. And I have a pretty easy explanation why. I like... I get a lot of flack for giving Wind Waker a five pacing, but that's solely for HD where when you are doing the Triforce hunt, um, it's more of an encouragement for you to explore the ocean, you know, to go to different islands and stuff that you normally wouldn't go to in the main storyline of the game. So I feel like it was a fair addition to the gameplay, to the pacing, to everything, and it kind of rounds out as a whole. Whereas in Skyward Sword, 
when you're coming up on this new fetch quest that you have to do after already visiting each area twice um, and kind of opening up new ground so it makes it, you know, worth it that you're going back, you're getting new items, you're going to new dungeons, great. However, when you're doing the Song of the Hero, and while sometimes, yes, it's fun to do those things, it's like, you're, you're, it's not encouraging you to explore anything new. You're just going back down to the same three areas, you're doing, I, I, I honestly feel like they're chores, kind of like how I feel about Twilight Princess, uh, dungeons. I don't really, I, I'm okay with getting Tadtones, I hate the Gorge, I hate the Bokoblin Camp. It's just, it's just such a game stopper for me. It just feels like a, some, I love this game so much, but that section, if I could chop it out, I would, I would just throw it away and like maybe do something smaller to do Song of the Hero because not only do you have to do those three areas, but you have to go back into Thunderhead and fight Leviathan and stuff. So I don't know. It's just not the, it's not my favorite thing. So that kind of docks it a couple points for me. I think that's fair. Yeah. I think that's fair. Um, if there was a, like, I don't know how you would have streamlined that in the same way that you could, like, eliminating Triforce pieces or, like, getting rid of some of the Tears of Light as we've seen in other remakes. Yeah. I, I don't know. Like, I I feel like, um, and, and again, maybe this is my, like, Metroid shining through, but, like, I just feel like I was like, okay, well, I'm, like, I'm doing something fun. Like, I'm going to push this time shift cart around, like, this this huge gorge and, like, this is kind of cool. Like, I'm, I'm doing something interesting that I haven't. Like, it's the same area, but it's something that I haven't really done before. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. And I used, uh, I used, but, and this, I'm kind of jumping ahead here into gameplay, but I used button-only controls for pretty much the entire game. Um, I never went back after, uh, because I was playing it, you know, portable for most of the time. So, to me, swimming felt, like, really good in button-only controls. So, I was, like, I was having a pretty good time doing the tad tones, to be honest with you. Uh, so, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I can understand why people rate it lower than they do i think the song of the hero i you know you've talked about it before like that that can definitely be a little bit uh a little bit much but i for me it wasn't really a problem also like for me like it had been a couple of years since i've played this too so it's not like um you know it's not like like when i play twilight princess which i play almost every year now it's like oh god i feel like i just did this like tears of light thing last year right where so that that probably has an effect on on my ranking as well. Fair enough. So yeah. take that for what you Fair will. Um, all right, let's talk about gameplay and combat. So I gave this a three, and uh, I I will explain here as I was kind of mentioning. Um, so there's some gameplay elements that I feel like aren't there, which could have been, um, and this is particularly for the HD version, I guess, and, and for the regular version as well. But, like, um, there's no fast travel between statues, which I hate. Um, I think that it's bogus that the amiibo functionality was limited to, you know, the, the amiibo. It, that the ability to switch between the ground and the sky should have been part of the base game. Um, it's just, There's no excuse for it not to have been. There's no excuse why literally one amiibo, the Zelda and Loftwing amiibo, is the only one that gives you anything in this game. Uh, when there's like 27 or whatever it is, Zelda Amiibo. So that that I don't really love. I I will say that, um, you know, motion, motion controls just by their nature are, they can be as excellent as they're going to be, but they're always going to give you a little bit of troubles and they're always going to be a little bit finicky. That's just the nature of motion controls. And so 
you know, I was I was saying a couple weeks ago that I had tr- uh, I had problems lifting up my sword. Um, so I, I as as awesome as I think the improvements in motion controls are, um, I do realize that there are still some issues that you know this game has with that. But I do think that the button only mode was like a complete triumph. Um, I will say that another reason I'm docking it for gameplay is because like um, holding the camera was a little bit awkward. I found myself not doing it as much as I would have liked to. Um, and then, you know, there, there's just some, like, I, I feel like there are some things that, uh, like, I would have, I would have preferred, like, a little bit more of a tutorial for button-only mode, as we kind of stressed about, and as we joked about and made excuses about, but, um, there, there are some things that, uh, I think could have been included in the HD remake to make it a little bit more smooth that were not, and, um, yeah, but I mean, button-only mode I think was great, which almost warrants a three on its own. Um, and if we're talking like combat-wise, I think that uh, I think that the game was like just as good as or much better than it was on the Wii. Um, so yeah, I'm giving it a three. Okay, fair enough. I was actually gonna say three too, but I think simply because, and this is for HD, obviously, simply because they made it have a button-only version, like button-only mode. I think that bumped it up to a four for me because if I was just rating the um, motion controls, I I was watching people play it at the marathon and no offense to anybody at the marathon, but I think a lot of the issues that people have with motion controls might be user error. <laughs> like I, I just, Burn. <laughs> and I've talked to a lot of people about this too. Is like, I have never had such an issue with the motion controls as people did on the Wii or as I've seen people have on the Switch. I've watched TikToks where people are, like, roasting this game. And they're flailing their arm about saying, these motion controls suck. Well, I'm like, of course they're going to suck if you're flailing your arm around like that. It's supposed to be a motion of the sword. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, you're not supposed to just flail around and have things work. So, again, no offense to anybody. I'm not trying to be mean or anything. I just feel like... If you tried <laughs> to do it as it was intended, you wouldn't have too much of an issue with it. Now, I do feel like there were some problems with the motion controls in HD mode that I didn't have in the standard edition uh, before, which was the a- the gyro aiming with the items. I feel like it's really touchy and sensitive, and it, it takes some getting used to. Another thing I noticed with the bow, because that was something I was nervous about, is... When you play with the Wii, uh, like controller, the Wii uh, mote, you hold it straight up and you pull the the nunchuck back. So it's like a bow. You know what I mean? This version yeah. does not do that. You you have to hold it straight in order to aim and then pull your other Joy-Con back. So it was kind of a little awkward. It wasn't quite like a bow. It was like a maybe like a crossbow or whatever those like automated ones are called. So yeah, yeah, okay. So that's kind of more like what it was like. So that was kind of awkward. I was already ready to do my bow thing than I normally did. (laughs) So that was weird. Um, There are issues with it, but I mean, if you're not flailing around like a lunatic, you're gonna be fine with the motion controls. And if you don't like the motion controls, now there's button controls. So I feel like that, as far as gameplay goes, with that in the controls, is actually pretty well done. Um, Combat is super um like immersive 
you know, certain enemies you have to hit a certain way. Girahim, if you don't hit him a right way, he'll take your sword right out of your hand. Some people didn't know that, and I thought that was fun to watch. And, <laughs> um, you know, different enemies, you have to actually think about how you're going to hit them versus other games where you just press the B button and it hits them. So I think that's actually a really cool, you know, immersive way of getting people into the game and feeling more like they're this this character link that's supposed to be our avatar into these worlds so i think that that's all very well done and deserves at least a four all right fair enough fair enough well let's keep it going here we still got a lot of uh, categories to get to here l uh let's talk about items and abilities yes do you want to go first or do you want me to go I'll first? I'll go first actually i really like the uh this one for this game items Skyward Sword has some really cool items. And as I've played more in the Zelda series, I realized that these items have been in other games. But for some reason, I think their design and the way they're used in 3D makes them feel very original to Skyward Sword. So, like, there's the gust bellows and the whip and you... The beetle. I don't, I don't think there's a beetle in any other game. But, like, it's super cool. You use this, like, mechanical beetle to fly around a room and get rupees or hit switches or cut down Deku Babas. I, un, you know un, what the beetle almost reminds I'm sorry to cut oh, you yeah. off. You know what the beetle almost reminds me what? of? Is the boomerang from Phantom Hourglass oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. in a weird way. Yeah. Okay, like in a 3D kind of space. Yeah. yeah, that makes total sense because you're guiding it. Um, So yeah, it's just like it's another... These items are another cool way of immersing you into the game. And like I was saying with the standard definition, you actually used your Wii and nunchuck like you were pulling a bow, which was super cool. Um, the slingshot is always a fun item, and uh, it had like an interesting um, like design to it, which was fun. And um, also, you get the bug net, and it was also it was like always really fun to kind of hold out your Wiimote like you were actually holding the net trying to catch these bugs. <laughs> I think it's just yeah. these items are another way besides the sword uh, combat mode like that you're using the motion controls for to immerse you into the game. So I feel like the items get like deserve a five. I agree. I, I give them a five as well. And I give them a five because I think that the items themselves are like really fun and unique. As you mentioned, the gust bell of the beetle, the whip are ones that stick out to me. Like the, the magma mitts I think are really fun. Um, but also I think like, uh, you know, what? actually before I move on, even the bow, I feel like in this game is quite fun. Cause it's almost like, and this might just be kind of a happenstance of like where you get it on the, on the sand ship. But like, it's almost like it's, it's like a sniper rifle instead of like a standard bow <laughs> in that the way that you use it, which I just feel like it's like very fun and it doesn't feel like the bow in a lot of other Zelda games. And I don't know, maybe that's, again, maybe it's happenstance of, like, where you use it, but I thought that that item was really fun. But I think that I'm giving it a five as well for, like, where you get the items and the pacing of where you get the items. So, like, anyone that's listened to me talk about dungeons before, you know that I'm, like, a big, uh, I'm big on, like, what dungeon gives you what unique item for, you know, how much I enjoy it. And so it's, it's nice that you get things like the, like, the slingshot or the hook shot, like, not in the dungeon so like you can get excited when you get the beetle or when you get the you know the whip or something like that so i i love i love that you get those items kind of all around 
Um, and I do, I think that it's worth mentioning too, that like another reason that the items get a five for me is because you can upgrade them. And I think that that's really fun. And like, you can almost customize them in a way. And like, you can get the scatter shot or like you can upgrade your shield or you can do, you know, you can get the big bug net. And I think that that is like really cool. And, and something that we've kind of seen since, but like kind of not like even, even in breath of the wild, like you get an item and you, you can't really upgrade it so much. Um, so I, I just think that that's like a really cool touch and uh, something that this game does really, really well. So yeah, I think that that, uh, this is a, a five for me. Yeah. I dig the items in this um, game. Well, so we're going to go to dungeons next, but Allison, but we're doing our dungeon ranking next week. So should we just give the score and then move on and not really elaborate and, and, uh, save it for next week? Do you want to do that? Yeah, let's do that. I, th- I think that sounds fair. Let's not go into too much. We're, we're running a bit long anyways here. So that's that this works. Okay. Um, I give Dungeons a five. No, no surprise there. <laughs> um, ugh, this is hard. I'm like in the middle of four and five. I think I'll, I think I'll push it over to five, and I'll explain more next week. I'm also. I didn't really know where to put these, so I'm. I'm kind of like. I almost consider the Silent Realms like dungeon esque. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I and I think that those are like awesome. I love the Silent. You know Realms. what? You know what? Um, the it would have been interesting. You said you wouldn't, you weren't sure how to streamline the hero song portion of the game. Maybe if they had stuck the silent realms in that portion of the game. So it was still something to do, but it was so different going into those areas. That might've been a good place to stick those. And instead of getting those little items, you got the song of the hero. But then we wouldn't have had tad tones, Allison. (sighs) You mean bad tones? Oh, <laughs> come on. Have a heart. <laughs> no, they're fine. I like Ted tones. <laughs> Unbelievable. All right. Well, we'll, we'll talk more about dungeons next on. week. Let's go over <laughs> Let's go over to enemies and bosses. Uh I I hate to do it, but I'm giving it a 5. I don't care I what you... anybody <laughs> says if I'm if I'm out here like hamming it up for Skyward Sword. I don't care. This game has like such fun bosses, Kalactos, Scaldera, uh, which is a great, like, take on uh, King Dodongo, by the way. It's, like, kind of an updated version, but, like, classic and whatever. Um, man, Kalakdos is... God, that's a fun battle. Like, just, like, tearing him apart with your whip and smashing him with his own uh, with his own giant sword is, like, just incredibly fun. Um, Tentalus is, like, such a fun, intense battle. He kind of looks like a goof, but, like... <laughs> It's just like it's such a fun, awesome battle. It's like right out of Pirates of the Caribbean. I would, I really like the. Um, how do you say this guy's name? Bilosite. Bilosite. Is that yeah, right? Yeah, I think that's how I say it. I think, I think that battle is actually like super underrated and super fun. I love that like your Loftwing helps you with that battle. Which, by the way, I wish they would have given the Loftwing a name. It's a crime that they didn't. Oh, I see. I see. Either way, I love that he's like with you in that fight, and then like kind of the uh the game of like uh tennis after is is quite fun uh i mean Girahim and demise i do think that you fight Girahim too many times oh in this my game, god but no i i i do i think that you i think that he would have been acceptable either either in the fire sanctuary or he would have been acceptable in skyview but not both but then the final fight with Girahim is awesome like that one's so good 
The fight with Demise is awesome. Um, now, I'm going to suggest that I think that the third fight with the Imprisoned is actually pretty fun. Okay. Now, because it's the third time in-game that you fight him, it's not as fun as it would be if it was just a standalone fight. But I'm going to suggest that that fight in a vacuum, in a vortex of nothingness, <laughs> is actually pretty fun. And then the first fight is serviceable. And at that point in the game, you haven't fought him yet. So it's like, okay, this isn't really that bad. So the second Imprison fight is is not great, but it's not enough to bring this mark down for me. I think that all the bosses um, are really, you know, I think that they're on fire in this game. And there's a lot of cool enemies, which, like you said earlier, you have to do very precise moves, like that three-headed thing that lines up and takes forever to hit. Um, I really love. There's the awesome uh, pirate that you have to push yeah. off the, and make walk the plank. Uh, really, really great enemies all around. The guardians in the silent realm are are scary and, and intimidating. I think those were are worth mentioning. So yeah, this is an easy five for me. What say you? Can I can I do four point five? You got to commit, Al. <sighs> Okay, five, just because most of the bosses make up for second in prison in Bilocyte. Okay, so... You don't like, you don't like Bilocyte? I'm okay, okay with okay. Bilocyte as long as uh, your art, like, the, the, when you're fighting Bilocyte, the eyeball thing on Levi's back, I like that part. I do not like f chasing after Levi's, trying to freaking rapid rotate whatever that that power oh, called. come on no, that's fun no that is so stupid because one i can't aim on that bird worth worth anything in my life and two i'm constantly actually hitting levias and killing myself <laughs> like, <laughs> i don't like that part at all um and we used to be able to skip it but hd fixed that bug so that's annoying but <laughs> oh man but I would agree with you, actually, that third in prison is actually kind of fun and not as bad as second. Second in prison, especially for speedrunners, is like the bane of their existence. So, because it's stupid and there's no other way to explain it. <laughs> it's just dumb. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, actually, I'm actually thinking, like, I think that they probably could have cut that fight out of the game. They really could have. I, I really think they could have. It wouldn't have been as difficult as I think I was thinking that it might have been. No. Like, it's... It really, like, you just eliminate that, that cutscene, and then you just go right... Because that's right when you go into the past, right? Like, you have the gate of time. Yeah, it's, like, right before. Yeah, so, like, I think they could have just got the gate of time and went back. Um, And, like, I kind of understand, uh, like, why it's there. They want to introduce the Grucinator, um, and, you know, show that he's been busy while you've been away, you know, saving the world, and that he's kind of picked himself up from feeling so low. But you could have done that in the third, like, the third flight, or fight, and had the Grucinator um, yeah. also break down in the third stage of that fight. So I feel like they could have lumped that all together and it would have been just fine. But second in prison yeah, is I awful. Um, but the rest of the bosses, and I don't know about those crazy people who think Girahim is too much to fight three times, but I, I love him because every time is different in little ways. And that show you that he is slowly becoming unhinged because he can't fulfill his mission. And I think it adds to the story every time you fight him. So I'm totally 100% on board with it. I enjoy, um, I hate Skaldera, but not because he's a bad boss. It's just because he's really trolly. 
Um, but he's still a very interesting, cool fight. I like the whole concept of that, you know, that ball rolling through the dragon and then the dragon kind of throwing it up and it's Scaldera. So that's that's a lot of fun. Um, Kalakdos obviously is like a super intense, involved, immersive fight. Um, I also really like the pirates. Um, God, I can't even think of their name. Like Dreadfuse and uh, Skurvo or something. Those guys are also really fun and interesting beyond anything we've seen in Zelda before. Demise is super cool, like very, hmm. you've got all this environmental stuff happening around you with the lightning enhancing your Skyward Strikes. It's just so cool. So I will say that, um, I, I would say that all those really good fights bump up it up to a five despite Violet's Light and Second Imprisoned. Yeah, Second Imprisoned, I feel like, is definitely the worst I would uh, I would probably say that uh, Moldorak is fairly average, not bad, just like average. Average is that's average an average fight. Fair. And you fight that guy twice. Yeah. I don't I don't care for that. Well, like you fight him twice, but it almost feels like like when you fight him again, it's like he's just a mini like a mini boss or like a regular enemy, which is what he kind of feels like to me the first time. You know, he just kind of feels like this like. Like this, this dude is the 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 big bad boss of this facility. Like, okay, yeah. let's go. Oh, and I sh I guess I should I just talked about bosses, but really quickly I'll touch on enemies. Best Armos in the entire series. Best Bemos in the entire series. Those weird uh, like droid things that float around and shoot stuff at you are also really cool. Oh yeah, uh, so good. the Hydras are awesome. The Boca Blends, I like how intuitive they are even though they're kind of a pain when they move their sword in the right direction to block you but i think that makes it cool because you have to think about fighting them um and yeah like there's just so many really cool enemies in this game that are probably the best of the entire series yeah the um god i'm having a brain fire why 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 can't i think of what the the what what enemy do you, do you defeat that gives you Deku sticks? Why why is my brain malfunctioning like this? Deku sticks. Now now yeah, I'm... Ocarina of Time. You you oh, defeat the these Deku enemies Babas? that give you Deku Babas. Thank you. <laughs> God, I, I was like, I there's no that Deku to save myself embarrassment <laughs> or no, I'll, I'll I won't edit that. I'll leave that in there so people can feel and just like watch my misery. Um, no, Deku Babas. They're like so gross in this game. Like they're awesome. I agree. Good stuff. Yeah, it's it's good stuff all around. Um, okay, let's keep it going here, and let's talk about side content. Uh, do you want to go first, or do you want me to go first? Um, sure, I'll go first. Uh, I I think we talked about this uh, before, and also there was a group talking about it at the marathon. It's not there's not a lot to the side content. There's some side quests. You get gratitude crystals. You can look for singular gratitude crystals. Helping Batru uh, is super satisfying. Um, doing some of the side quests to get the gratitude crystals are, are pretty fun. I like the mini games, despite what everybody says. I like Fun Fun Island. I like the pumpkin shootout game. Um, Oof. I think... Um, <laughs> <laughs> excuse me. I think that... Uh, I think that you get to know some of the side characters in um, the side content, but it's just not as good as like Majora's Mask. So I'll say I'll say three for side content for me. That's fair. I said three as well. Um, I do think that there is some cool stuff to do, like the 
the gratitude crystals are obviously like the big side quest of this game. I wish that they weren't limited to Skyloft. Like I, I wish that you could like, you know, go and talk to some of the Magma or some of the, you know, some of the Kikui. And I, I know that I know that you do in order to fulfill like, the Skyloft quests, but I feel like they could have expanded that. Cause to me, 80, like 80 gratitude crystals is kind of a weird number. Like why wouldn't you just make it a hundred? It is so, kind of weird. Yeah. That, that, uh, I, I, but I, like you said, I, I think that that's really fun and that really helps the world building and meeting all those different characters. Um, you know, I, I think that there's a lot of like optional goddess cubes that you can go out of your way to find. And a lot of them, not all of them, but like some of them are fairly tricky and hard to get to. Um, I'm thinking the one right outside the fire sanctuary took me like forever in order to dive off and like find the right uh, little island to get to that. So that was, uh, that was tough, but uh, yeah, I mean, like, there is some, there is some cool stuff to do. There's Fun Fun Island, there's the Pumpkin Toss game, there's the Bug Island, but there's not, and there's a, there's a sword chopping game, but, like, there's not, like, a ton of extra stuff to do. Um, I guess, like, you could say that upgrading your items is kind of a, a side activity because it's not really required, but, yeah, there, there's not, like, there's not, like, an iconic quest or, or something like that. Like, there's no uh or there's no couples mass quest or something yeah, like that. Yeah, it's just not on the um, same level as some of the yeah. side quests that we've had in the past. Yeah. And uh so yeah, I I was thinking that they would have added something in HD like an, an island in the sky or something to have like a like a cave of ordeals or something like that, but uh they didn't really go that road. I guess there there's also boss rush mode too if you, you know, if you're looking to do that. Which, as we just talked about, there's a lot of great bosses in this game. So I actually did that three times because I was going to get my Hylian shield. Mm -hmm. And I thought that you just got every reward if you made it all the way to the end. And they give you the Hylian shield as the eighth reward and not the ninth one. And I was like, cool, I'll get 3,000 rupees and a Hylian shield. And I didn't. I got 3,000 rupees only. And so I had to do it again. And then I had to do it a third time to get the piece apart. So Yeah. yeah. I guess also there's pieces of heart available, but most of those are tied into either the gratitude quests or the goddess cube quests or. Yeah, yeah I agree. Yeah. All right. So three's there. Not Skyward Sword's strongest suit, but that's okay. Let's go over to what arguably might be the best thing about this game, uh, which is the music. Man, this is another. Hold on. Let me let me go back and count. So I've given out one, two, three, four, five. I've given out six fives so far out of nine categories and i'm about to give seven because the music of skyward sword is an easy five it's i mean go down the list uh you talk about the ballad of the goddess you talk about fee's farewell you talk about Farron woods you talk about the night academy you talk about the skyloft theme demise's theme romance in the sky where does it end like this <laughs> music is just like so 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 awesome Gruce's theme zelda's lullaby uh you know stop me when i you know this music is so great and the way that they weave the music into the story is just like phenomenal like that the scene that we were talking about earlier with zelda telling link that that she used him is not the same without the zelda's lullaby playing yeah um just really good stuff you know the the feast farewell makes that scene at the end uh i mean my god this is this is, I think you could say that this is the this is the best soundtrack in the series. Maybe Ocarina of Time, uh, you could make an argument beats it. I don't know. To me, like this is like 
this is the I think I I think I'd have to say this is the best soundtrack in the series. <laughs> um, <laughs> I just I I want to throw this out there for the meme of it, but I'll tell you where it ends. <laughs> the Din song for the Silent Realm is absolutely atrocious <laughs> in this game. Um. I was uh I was acting all high and mighty at the marathon saying that Skyward Sword every single song in that soundtrack is on point so therefore it is the best soundtrack of the Zelda series and my man Squishy shout out to Squishy who stops by most CD streamers streams um was like yeah no Din's song from the Silent or for the to open the Silent Realm is actually pretty bad and I was like, dang it, why'd you have to go and ruin my my spiel there? Um, but aside from that song, it is like 100% off point and the best soundtrack of the series. So there you go. I would also give this... I just remember that cool little dance that he was doing when, when he's playing Din's... Uh, what was it? Din's Power or whatever? Din's Power. I don't even know. But like that song is just so bad. It's so... Yeah, I'll, okay, I'll give you that. <laughs> I, you know, I will. I will even go so far as to say that like... All three of those songs aren't anything to write home I mean, about. the other two are fine. Like, they do well, especially Farron's is great. Yeah, they're yeah, fine. But, they're but okay. But for some reason, yeah. I don't know why they decided to do that with the harp. It was so bad. But anyways, um, I agree with everything you said. The soundtrack has so many pop-out great titles that it's really hard not to say that it's, like, the best soundtrack of the entire series. So... I feel like I don't need to harp on it any more than you did, and it's a five from me. Yeah, like, man, you, like, Ballad of the Goddess is just, it's like... It's so good. It's such an adventurous theme. Like, it, it just makes me... It gives me goosebumps sometimes, even just listening to it. Like, it's just so... Uh, I don't know. It just feels so grand, you know? Yep. So, yeah. Easy five. Easy five. Well, I'm going to tally up my marks here really quickly so stall for me for a second here al but i've got one two three so i've got seven fives i've got two threes so i'm at 41 and i've got one four so 45 so 4.5 out of 10 or 4.5 out of 5 average for me on skyward sword and skyward sword hd that's uh i think that's the highest zelda game rating that i've ever given that's and like I said, I've warned everybody, this is one of my favorite games. I love this game. Everything about it hits for me. So, yeah, I, man, I, I mean, I'm so happy that people are, like, rediscovering this and giving it another chance. And I know that there is some some hoopla and, and some negative buzz around the Amiibo. But I think that this game overcomes that. And, you know, as this ranking shows, 4.5 out of 5, this is one of my favorite Zelda titles. So it's one of my favorite games, period, actually. Yeah. Um, there's 10 categories, right? So I have 4.4 out of, out of five. So yeah, I would, uh, I would agree. Like this is, this is probably one of my better ranked titles. I think, I think I might have ranked, uh, Breath of the Wild, uh, a little bit higher, but it's still really up there. There isn't, I, I, you know, it's really hard to say anything negative about this game. And it's really hard for me to hear negative things about this game because I just always disagree with those people and i'm sorry but it's such a good game and i i agree i'm so glad that people are giving it a second chance that it's kind of getting the attention it deserves now from people who never played it before or gave it up in the past and it deserves it it really does yeah i i'm i'm with you i get a little bit defensive when i hear people take this game to task <laughs> because i feel like for so long people 
criticize this game for things that it I, I felt like it didn't really deserve criticism about. But now I feel like if I hear criticism of people that are just like, all right, well, the, the hero of the song part sucks or like this is not good. And like, I feel like that's totally, I feel like that's totally acceptable. And I can accept that because I, it doesn't bother me, but I know that it, uh, I know that it bothers other people. So now I feel like I'm at peace almost with Skyward yeah, Sword and like the people that, that don't like it. Yeah. So this has been um, just an awesome, awesome experience, uh, you know, getting to, getting to have Skyward Sword available to like a new generation of Zelda fans. Cause I, I don't feel like a lot of people gave it a fair chance before. So yeah, uh, one of my favorite games and we're not done. We're going to be talking about the dungeons next week. Uh, you know, obviously we're going to have a lot of good things to say cause Al and I both gave it a five out of five. So I'm really excited to, uh, to talk about that and to, to rank those dungeons definitively as well. Yep. I'm looking forward to the dungeon talk. That's going to be a fun one. Um, all right, Al. Well, let's let's get out of here. Let's uh, let's get you back to bed and get you some rest <laughs> so you can recover from that marathon hangover. Thank you for for uh, trooping it out today and toughing it out. You did good. I you, you were more into the show than I thought you might be. <laughs> I took some medicine before we started. Oh, there you go. <laughs> yeah, man. What kind of medicine? <laughs> <laughs> all right. On that note, let's get uh, let's get out of here. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Of course. Uh, check us out over on Twitter at Spateri316 at Allison Aletha and uh, make sure that you are checking us out over on Podbean, iTunes, Spotify wherever you get your podcasts and by God get yourself a Champions Cast t-shirt I ordered myself a Champions Cast hoodie a Talos Jim Allison Aletha shirt and a Spateri316 shirt that is in the mail right now I am going to look fresh when that comes in and you can too over at Etsy uh, the Zelda Dungeon Store there. Pick up your merch and show your love for the Champions cast. We'll retweet you if you do. And, uh, yeah, until next week, everybody. We'll see you then with the Dungeons of Skyward Sword. Take care.